some uh, Sunday morning stuff there. Y'all, this is Sunday night. What are you doing? <laughs> no, it ought to be both, right? Wednesday night, just uh, wrong. Um, wanted to start out tonight uh, reading uh, the passage that Jeremy brought this morning, but just continue to nail this thing that the Lord's unfolded uh, in our uh, congregation about community. So let me read that. Chapter 2, verse 42. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in the breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles, and all that believed were together and had all things common, and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as could be saved. Okay, so uh, I wanted just to read that again, just to keep that in front of us all, that there is a sweet spot within the Spirit of God upon the people of God that ends up glorifying God, filling us with a heart that opens and gets us into sharing and fellowship and then the spirit spills out off of a group of people like that and adds to their numbers, which is what this is all about. That's what we're wanting to work ourselves, uh, to labor to enter into rest is what Hebrews says, right? There's some things to do, but the rest is already there available. It's already been made away. Everything that needs to be done has been done from God to us, but we labor ourselves, sometimes it should become labor to get ourselves underneath the will of God and live it out, live in the truth of it, and so what we've been aiming at here over the last several weeks is this community issue, and it's been my responsibility to preach on Sunday night, and uh, over the last several Sunday nights, I've just felt led that it's important that we hear from each other, that that uh, that we hear the story of God in our midst so that we can share in that and we can see the, the I mean, the beauty of, a, of a, someone's story, especially someone who knows the Lord, is that within the story, you get to hear where God intervened. I mean, and that just needs to be made much of. It, it needs to be, we need to look at it and go, God, look at, thank you for that. Because it gives us hope for, all, for ourselves today and tomorrow. And it gives us hope for the people that we're asking the Lord to touch. It fills us up with an understanding. God is at work. He always has. He always will. And so when we get into those moments where we're, we're fretful or we're fearful or we're thinking, ah, he's not going to do this, we, we keep those testimonies in, in fresh. And, and we thank the Lord for them. And so uh, I, I loved what Jeremy said this morning about the you know, the, the hope of the next generation. Man, what a power. That's a perspective from heaven that the next evangelist or the next man of God or the next, uh, you know, solid, life-changing believer just needs to hear his name and come to know him because that's what God does. That's what, that represents all of us in this room. We wouldn't be here unless that hadn't happened. And so we have a lot of hope about what he's doing, about what he's going to do. Uh, so 
tonight I, I've asked uh, Andy and Tiffany to come and share a portion of their story, how whatever portion they feel uh, is what the Lord would have them share, just so you can know them. And I'll go ahead and warn you guys, uh, not a warning, it's a good warning, but uh, the the point of it is, this is something that I've, I've learned as I've been going through this thing, is that when you're sharing your, your story, the Lord may highlight a part of it and you'll feel the Lord on it. You'll feel like you want to cry or something. That, that, that's something that God's saying, here, take a look at this. Look at how good I am. I want you to savor this. And I want you to think about it from for weeks to come. Listen, guys, we've got to savor the things that God has done in our lives. And then we need to savor what God's done in our brothers' and sisters' lives so that we, that's how we come into fellowship. That, that word, that Greek word koinonia, the fellowship there, it's, it's, you know, it's fellows in a ship. You're, you're in the same ship going in the same direction. You tend to get to know someone uh, pretty well if you're in close quarters over a long period of time. That's what that word means. And that's who we are. We've just got to practice it. we just got to lean into it and practice it a little bit more. So a couple things before I have them uh, come on up. Uh, these are a couple things on my heart for us. Is uh, One of the things Jeremy mentioned this morning is the sharing of a meal. Think about this strategically. Uh, and I want you guys to think about this. Let the Lord lead you. But what if you had another church member, a family, you can be in the same demographic as, you, as, as yours, you know, as far as the age bracket goes or, you know, stage in life, but, uh, but whatever, invite them over for a meal. Begin to, begin to operate in koinonia outside of this church and, and the things that we say that we're going to do. Start, we, we've got to begin to open up our homes and our hearts to one another and begin to share over a meal. That's the beauty of a meal uh, is that, you know, there's sharing, there's openness, there's, there's, you know, and that's a family thing that our family should be doing, you know, as much as we can, and then that our church family should be doing one to another. So I'm just throwing that out there as far as a scheduled meal that you would have with someone else uh, in the church and begin to build off of that. And another thing that's really uh got me this week is uh, Andy and I have been really specifically praying over our uh, getting together and praying over our wives and our, our children and I just got a picture of man what if we had the men of this church just found another man uh, to, to come into a prayer relationship with and just really get really get on the inside of what's going on in that home what's going on in that marriage what's going on with the kids I want to pray for you I want to see God do the things that you know he's called you to do and empower you to be able to do them and uh, uh, man what an awesome thing so that's two things that that you can pray about and we can begin to to institute in terms of let's get together and begin to do the sharing begin to do the fellowship Uh, so uh, before uh, Andy and Tiffany come up and I'm I'm done here I just want to pray over us okay tonight so Lord God we're just so grateful that you're present and that we're so grateful for all of us are here because you have intervened in our lives. Uh, you've spoken, you've moved, you've, you've, you've done something that changed our lives. It changed the course of where we were going, and it brought us here tonight. And so, Lord, I'm praying over my brother and sister that just the Spirit of the Lord would light upon them and that we would hear what you're highlighting. 
and that we could understand what you're up to because you're, what you're up to, Father, is bringing this body of believers into koinonia. You paid an awesome price so, so that your family could be clothed. And so, Spirit of God, would you show us where you're moving and show us what to do about it, how we can get in alignment for you tonight. And I just pray that, that freedom and the blessing and the love of God pour out of my brother and sister hand as they share. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Be so quiet, church. Aren't you glad he come all the way? Hey, you'll see that I can talk, but the gift of Gab is up here tonight. She's <laughs> hey, um, I hope through tonight that you, if you get anything, I hope you see that it's nothing that myself or my wife has done in, in ministry or um, our works or in our kids, our family. My prayer is that through all this, that we give thanks to the Lord and that his name be known and that his deeds, his deeds that he, he has done through us to the people and that we remember his marvelous works, his handiwork. Listen, that, that Psalm 105, Paul read it two weeks ago. That's my prayer is that he is glorified, he is magnified, and that you just get to see a little bit that how, how we have been blessed because he has worked in, in our life. And before we get started, to echo Paul a little bit on um, praying over the women, um, I'm blessed. I am, I am very blessed. God has blessed me with uh, a Proverbs 31 woman. And if you know anything about um, my, my wife and how I function, and um, it's the brain. And I'm, I'm very grateful that she raises our, our kids and uh, the word um, and that she, uh, I'm going to read this to you um, in Proverbs 31. That she stretches out her hand to the poor and that she reaches forth her hands to the needy. That she is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all of her household are clothed in scarlet. That she maketh herself coverings and tapestry for her clothing is silk and purple. And her husband is known in the gates and he, he sitteth among the elders of the land. She maketh fine linen and selleth it and delivereth girdles unto the merchants and strength and honor of her clothing and, and she shall rejoice in time to come for she opened her mouth and wisdom and her tongue and the law of kindness and she looked looketh well to the ways of her household and and eateth not of the bread and idleness her children arise up and call her blessed and her husband also and he praised her and many daughters have done virtuous but thou ex excellest them all Favor is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord shall be praised. Listen, I, I, I got a question. You told me not to get on, on a rabbit foot, but I am. How many mothers? How many mothers we have in here? We stand. We stand up. How many grandmothers? 
Look, men, look around here. Echoing my brother. Find you a man, find you a prayer partner, and pray for these women. Okay? Pray for these women. Don't be seated. Anyway, your turn. I got to get Gav, didn't I? Go ahead. Okay. Well, I'm also very, very blessed with a godly husband who walks beside of me to raise our children. I do not do it alone. And it is a partnership. Sometimes it's 75-25. Sometimes it's 75-25. You know, we give and take. But God is so good. And I wanted to let you all know a little bit about me. Um, I was not raised in church. I went to church very few times growing up. Um, I don't really remember going very much. Um, I don't. I remember going to SCA as a high school cheerleader because I was required to go to SCA as a high school cheerleader. And I'll tell you how little I knew about the Bible. I was super confused because they talked about this person named Jesus and God. And this was less than 12 years ago that I was there. And so we met when I was 17 and he was 19. Rocky start, didn't like him. What? At all. What? <laughs> um, I actually think I might have said, I will never date Andy Sweeney. <laughs> and so um, we dated for a few years, and we ended up getting engaged. And he had enough sense to know that we were going to get married, and we needed a preacher. And neither one of us went to church. So um, we started attending a church in Kingsport out of the obligation that this preacher would marry us if we came to church for the next six months. I know it's a horrible start. <laughs> and so, um, we had been going there um, six or eight weeks, a very small, one-room church, and I was saved. Um, and then I had to wait to be baptized till the next summer because you had to go to the river. They didn't have a baptistry. So I was saved. We were married that December, and I was baptized the June or July after we were married. Um, and we were young Christians, or I was a young Christian. Um, he still had a lot of hurt and bitterness in his heart, and we just started to grow. And the Lord started to prove himself and show himself to us in so many ways. And I look back now at our early marriage, and I'm just like, whoa, whoa. We made very little money. And if you put our finances down on paper, they, they don't add up. Like, I don't know how we lived the first two years of our marriage. But we tithe. And we never missed a meal. And we never had a late light bill. And all of these things. And then I was told that we were not, I was not going to be able to have children. And six weeks later, I found out I was eight weeks pregnant. <laughs> so the Lord just started to show up. And I'll let you feed into some of your background. Oh, my friend. I, just, I, could, I should have said this at, at the beginning, but uh, you'll be surprised, uh, even questions here. This is my wife. We are married. She is always downstairs. Uh, but anyway, um, Proverbs fifteen twenty nine says, 
that the Lord is far from the wicked, that he heareth the prayer of the, right, of the righteous. I am a product standing before you that God heard the prayer of the righteous because I was wicked. I was very, very far. Uh, even um, I remember growing up in this church and uh, leaving in 03, actually kind of being dismissed in 03. And uh, I can remember at eight years old, I uh, have the baptism certificate from sitting there with Alicia and Tank. And then, then we'd go out, out back here in a back room and share the gospel. And, you know, uh, yeah, absolutely. But really my motive was for then at eight years old is the two weekends prior, uh, all my cousins had been baptized. So it was like, you're not going to one-up me, man. You know what I'm saying? So by the time I was uh, whew, 13, 14, I think uh, uh, my parents were divorced. And I, I, I learned to master this um, crate. Uh, this trait, I'm sorry, of uh, being uh, very um, manipulative, very uh, uh, cunning. And like I would take mom and then turn mom against dad and dad and vice versa. And I, I was able to try to manipulate and get, get it my way. And I went from Virginia High to Sullivan Central. And anyway, I did, did that and got, got in numerous trouble, G-rated a lot, of, a lot of trouble in both states, um, 11, 29 in both states. And um, a bunch of charges. Uh, we'll keep it G-rated for kids. And then um, fast forward to where we um, were with the little church. It wasn't, I went one Sunday down there and um, my mother-in-law, nor Tiffany, went that, that weekend. And the little preacher there, he always, um, he said that you, you better know that you know that you know that you know. And I can't remember that song that was at, out then. But listen, I should have stood up then and and went forward but i didn't i did did this <laughs> and we're making it out of here make it out of here and i got all the way to the dollar general store in 11w you guys know where that's at yeah and, and you can turn right right there and go back towards central well i turned right right there but i couldn't get any farther and that's when i had to pull my vehicle over and really um do business with god and surrender my life um to god there and so y'all got the background, and I'm leading up to how we got into ministry. So we, from that point, we um, moved our membership back up to a little church at um, down on Weaver Pike and uh, a little closer to home, 45 minutes down that way. We kind of got lazy, you know, it's too far to go. And then from there, we find out we was pregnant, ended up at a church, a sister church, um, Liberty Baptist. And uh, we had um, our daughter, Abigail, which was a year and a half, two years old. I was like 18 years old, and Sarah was just old enough to go to church the first time. So, I, yeah, I, I had this mentality that um, I was going to be uh, a pew warmer. You know what I mean? Like, a, 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 I, I just wanted to come to hear the, the message for me. I wanted my seat on the end every time so I could get out real quick, in and out. And, you know, I, I didn't want anything else. Well, then... They come and, and ask, uh, we need you guys to serve in, in Tiny Tots, year, year and a half. And Tiffany's like, we'll be there. And I'm like, speak for yourself. I'm not doing this. But anyway, we you went. two Sundays <laughs> in Tiny Tots. Yeah. We went, and uh, the second week we was in there, they said, uh, 
will you guys serve in Awanas? And I'm like, what, what's, what do you want us to serve in? They said, the, the, uh, the youth department, we, uh, our youth minister stepped down, and uh, we just need somebody to come in there and, and listen to some, some verses. And I'm like, mm, all we have to do is sit there, right? Yeah, yeah, we're in. So this is summertime, we're in there. So we go in there, and we listen to verses and all this stuff for um, a few weeks, and um, all of a sudden, one night, the teacher didn't show up. And I'm like, okay, they're just going to cancel this thing. Oh, no, Paul. They had all the lesson um, all planned out. You know, A, B, C, say this, this, and this, and then come in there, and you got it right here. All you got to do is read down through here. I said, oh, no, you don't understand. I'm, I'm, I barely graduated high school, uh, and I'm a college flunky. I, there's no way. ain't happening. So God continued to and start to work on in, in my life, and um, I, I'll let you feed into that because it's not just a call um, on me, but it's a call for my wife and my, my, my family, my kids. So there you go. Yeah, we served in Durham Ministry, and it was the Iwanas. And um, I'll never forget going in that first week, and teenagers are stink. I mean, I have a baby at home, and they are looking at me like I have four heads, and I'm looking at them like they have four heads. And I said, I've got to find a way to connect with these kids. Like, I, I can't do this every week. This is new to me. And so the next week, I cooked cheesesteak and gravy. That's all I knew to do. And we had a huge meal, and slowly but surely, I just started talking to them them how their day was, and the same for Andy, he, we just started being their friends, and it worked, I mean, we didn't have a book, we didn't have an A, B, C, D, do this, this, and this, it was just kind of figuring it out as we went, and I watched him, I watched the Lord begin to work in his life, and I watched him not sleep for four months when the Lord was calling him into youth ministry. He slept on our downstairs couch. I could hear him up and down through the night. He didn't eat very much. And I would say, what's wrong? Nothing. That was all I would get. What's wrong? Nothing. And so finally he said, I think I'm going to go talk to our pastor. And I said, okay. And um, he came home and he said, I think I know what's wrong with me. I think that the Lord is calling me into youth ministry. And I said, well, if the Lord's calling you, then the Lord's calling me because we're a package deal. And, <laughs> and so he said, what do you think about that? And I said, I think you have to follow where the Lord leads you. And if that's youth ministry, I'm there. I know it's not tiny talk. I was with you. It's not tiny talk. <laughs> and um, so we um, started working with youth. So I'm going to tell you guys in, in those first two things from our start to our finances. Listen, I look back in God's hand. I'm an uneducated man. God has blessed us uh, time and time again from our, our family, our finances, um, blessed um, us in ministry. And um, that's where faith is, you know, not not by sight, but by faith and I don't know what, where you guys are at today, you know, what spot. Maybe it's, it's finances or 
maybe he's calling you to do something and you, you're sitting there like I'm, I'm beat down I'm, I'm not qualified and if he can use us then he can use you so or, and I want to lead in because Paul asked us I, did, I try not to spend much time there he, he asked us specifically how, you, how did you get here and that's where we're going to get a little more um, personal and may get on some of our heartstrings. But we served there in, in youth ministry for five, almost six years. We grew a lot. We learned a lot of hard things. Um, and the last year we were there, we felt that God was moving us and releasing um, us from that ministry. And we were going one morning to to church, and um, it was on a youth Sunday, and uh, that was our last Sunday at that church. And I, I, I will stand before you and own that I had a wrong in that, um, that uh, my, my pastor uh, was not there that day, um, but that is my wrong, because I know we are close, and that... Um, I've never told this whole body that, um, but we were not um, completely guilt-free in that. So I want you to know that um, we have we have talked and reconciled some of that, but God moved us out. And for the first time in, in our lives, um, I, I don't know what to do. Like, I, I didn't, I was shut down, totally shut down. And then all that bitterness, all that pain, everything started coming coming back up, and I don't want to go back to church. Miss Kathy, by the, by the end of that, um, we were done with church. Never set foot back in church. You say, what about ministry? I, I was done with it. And Paul says in um, 1 Corinthians 9.16, he says in the, in the last part of that verse, he says, Woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. I kept hearing that for we was how long two years off I guess a year and a half and it got kind of uh, real loud and that's where um, I think uh, we we met a couple people in our lives in this time
even before we had left that, before we had left Wigan. I got a head. Okay. I got a head. But you want to tell him what Paul said? It said on Paul's back porch, and he said, hey, I had a dream last night. I said, okay, good. <laughs> okay, good. He said, he said, no, really, really. I had a dream last night. He said, I had a dream that one day uh, you and your wife, your family is going to be at Tennessee Avenue and you're going to do great, mighty things. I'm like, you've lost your mind, man. Uh, I, w- I won't walk back in that church. I said, can't, can't stand it. Won't do it. So I was kicked out at a young age and have differences uh, then. Um, so I won't do it. And uh, we just kept, um, we kept in contact. And when we uh, had left Liberty and was in this, this rest, this desert, this uh, pit we felt we were in, uh, you know, God uh, blessed me, Alan, too, with uh, cold drinks of water. He blessed me with a, a man named Paul Thompson. He blessed me with a man uh, named Eric Ramey, um, a name, um, man um, that I, that is still in, in my life and more so now that um, uh, recently getting back in contact with a name, man named uh, Brad Perry and uh, just some other other people around and um, to just that cold drink to speak um, back into us and you know to, to remind us that it's not over um, it, you know it may be you know feeling like you're hard-pressed on every side but it, it's you're not done and what I'm seeing now looking looking back um, is the the life of David of the different seasons of that David went to through and I think Paul's teaching uh, you guys that on Wednesday night and um, is it God's God's good like I, I would not change anything in our that's happened to us in our testimony the whole thing I wouldn't change anything because it's who we are today in Christ churches but we were here on Wednesday night because um, I know Linda and that was a comfort for me um, to come to a place that I knew someone and my children knew her children and so we started bringing the kids on Wednesday night and I would sneak up there in the balcony and I would sneak back out because I'll be honest I sat up there and cried most of the time because Wednesday nights was youth night that was our time with those kids and I missed them really, really bad. Um, and so it was hard. It was really, really hard. But then I met Angela Graham. And we met Ray. And um, I, I felt so worthless. I felt like God was completely done with my ministry and my husband's ministry. And I met Angela and immediately we had this, this connection. I mean, it was like we had known each other our entire lives. And she said, I need help with Vacation Bible School. Can you help me? And I just thought, how can I do that? (laughs) I can help her. And so I went up to her office one day, and it was amazing. We just bounced ideas off each other. It was like, I mean, I can't describe um, what she did for me without her even knowing what she had what she had done for me. And so that year I, I helped here in Vacation Bible School and we joined the week after Vacation Bible School. 
Yeah, that wasn't an easy um, transition either for us. Uh, I want you to know that um, Brother Mike Eklund had um, he was persistent. He he uh, to the point to where I blocked his phone. I blocked his calls. Uh, I didn't. Uh, I didn't want nothing to do with him. And finally, he showed up. Um, at my house one day, we was having a college night, and he come on come on in, and um, he said, "Come out here, I just want to talk to you." So he said, "Regardless whether you come to Tennessee Avenue or not," he said, "Just just let me um, just let me be your friend." And you know, I have to to say that you know he is a um, a piece that um, brought us here among um, other people, and you know, I have to. I have to say that he helped me in a in a low time um, that I, I don't know that I would have um, I was done um, completely done um, so God can use anything anything um, people shapes sizes uh, music um, you, you know so be open and and be uh, the word pliable and as clay to allow people to, to speak truth um, into you. Um, but I, I will have to say, brother, I, I think, uh, Paul, I give you a lot, of, a, lot, a lot of credit for bringing us here, but really I guess I need to give Rita all the credit. Um, and she doesn't, we don't uh, give our spouses enough, enough credit sometimes. But mm-hmm. Anything else?
and healing and our training is so active in that with those little people. And I could pour into them every week, and they blessed me so much more than I blessed them. Our family, this uh, we won't close. God moved us from, um, I guess, corporate America to full-time ministry um, this year, as as you you know. Um, but you know, we in our transition, there was a whole. I, I talked to somebody this morning. They said, "Anyway, worry about you um, burning out." It is something that we have to be very mindful of because that was a place in our ministry that um, during that season of transition, that was part of the reason that um, you're more prone to your trigger points when you're you're tired and burnt out and all that. And, you know, serving on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Tuesday night, evangelism night, Wednesday night, youth service, and then Thursday night, uh, prayer meetings. You know, I only left Monday and Friday and then Sunday morning uh, or Saturday morning men's Bible study so out of five days of the week on top of a 60 80 hour work week we were at the, the church pulling another 60 and 80 and that's a that's a thing that we have to be mindful of um, here um, not to not to get burnt out because this campus is a, a large campus and uh, ministry will take every bit that you allow it to take um, but with all that said, brother, I want to end with this. Church, we love you guys. Um, we felt like that um, th we should have done this um, seven months ago when we come to this church. Um, probably before you guys even voted us, voted us in, we should have done this on the forefront. But we love you guys, and we thank you week after week that you allow us to um, teach the, the youth or um, the children and um, even the seniors sitting here and each opportunity that God keeps opening. Uh, my family is in a, uh, another season today of, uh, of another season of the life of David. And what I'm, I'm seeing is uh, in the last nine years, I was able to, to go and serve in part-time ministry. But guess what was Monday morning, Paul? There was a job sitting there waiting. So, George, the security was not in Christ alone. It was back in the job I got to run to on, on Monday morning. And my family's coming into a season that to where, where wherever that may be, here we are. Send us. And the security in that is in Christ himself. And the life of David was whether he was in the king's palace or whether he was in the darkest cave or whether he was running, he was okay with it. Even when the, the kingdom was getting overthrown and Absalom was coming, he said, hey, Paul, let him have it. Take it all. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh. So I want you to know that's where we're at today. And we're just uh, took a leap of faith this year. And, uh, you know, we're just coming in and leaning more on, on Christ. Is there anything? Father, we're just so grateful. You're good. You're good. You're good. Lord, you're better than the good we know. You're God good. And Lord, I just ask you to help us understand that, that we would share that good. And thank you for what you're doing, Father. We're blessed and we love you and we honor you. 
We thank you for uh, Andy and Tiffany. Thank you for bringing them to us. Thank you for your work in their lives. Thank you that you're not through. Uh, Lord, we know you're faithful to finish what you've started in each one of us. May we give you our whole hearts and let you work with all of us. Uh, Lord, we just praise you. You're, you're good and we love you. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. You guys are dismissed. Thank you.